Welcome, everyone, to another episode of NFL East. Make sure to follow the NFL East podcast on Podbean. You can also find the podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Facebook, join the NFL East Facebook group. You can watch every episode of the podcast on YouTube, but make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, Rich? Hey, another uh, another good week of football. Can we say that, uh, can we technically say this is a quarter of the way through? Yes. Even though it's yes. 17 weeks now. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm staying with it. I'm sticking with a quarter. <laughs> yeah, I feel like week 17 is not going to matter. Those games aren't going to matter too much anyway. Hopefully, right. or maybe right. maybe they will. Some will, but yeah, yeah, some will, and um, and that'll be cool. But I just take it a quarter at a quarter at a time, and hopefully, your team has enough wins that that week 17 game really doesn't matter. Right, and they have the division locked up. Hopefully, at that point. Right. Yeah. So uh, we're so, moving along though. One quarter. Yeah, we're doing books. we're doing really cool. Can't wait till Thursday. Thursday, we're going to do our October preview and look at the games uh, in, in for the four weeks of October. So and see how we did in our predictions and in our September preview, and then take a look at October. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. We're moving right along, man. Moving right. Along. Uh, I think the teams are going to be shaping up at this point. You can, yeah. Uh, your record is who you say you are. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind More. of what it is. That's what it is for the coaches as well is now they kind of know who they have, you know, so what kind of football can they play with the personnel that they have? So they've, by this time, if your team hasn't worked out most of the kinks and just deal with injuries as they come, then, um, you know, your team's probably not, going to go very far this year so yeah so that's just the way separating it is the, separating the contenders from the pretenders right exactly yeah. exactly so and, and that's, the good, that's good that's good the nfc the nfl east seems to be full of contenders because uh they've got some of the best records in uh in the league right now right right exactly it, it's funny you said another good week of football um that definitely not for me. <laughs> my Miami Dolphins lost on Thursday. Uh, my Kentucky Wildcats lost on Saturday. I lost in fantasy. So, yeah, I'm not doing all that good. But, yeah, you know, my, my Dolphins, uh, they had they lost Thursday and we're getting ready to recap that game. But, um, they, hey, take a deep breath. That's the hardest part of their schedule. They ended up three and one. And uh, they still um, lead. They still are atop of the AFC East and the AFC overall. So walk yeah, away, yeah. walk away from dealing with New England, Baltimore, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. Come away three and one, and, and atop the division, you should feel pretty good about yourself. <laughs> Absolutely, you got the big division win there as well. So. Right, uh, two division wins with Week yeah. One taking on New England. So. Yeah, so so that's pretty cool. So that's what we're going to do tonight, though, is we're going to do our takeaways from the East Week 4 edition. So we'll take a look at each game that an, a, that an NFL East team was involved in. 
and we will recap that game for you. Got some really good games, really good games to recap. It's kind of hard to get into the Thursday 8-15 game because we all know what happened, you know. Um, so I guess what we can do is take a look at the Tua situation, just kind of recap, um, you know, we could give our opinion on what's going on if you want and then dive into the games. Does that sound good or, or what are you interested in? Yeah, no, that's a good place to start. Yeah, that's going to be our heaviest topic or the our longest topic, maybe. Right, right. So, so what everyone, you know, knows by now is that on Thursday at 8.15 p.m., the Dolphins took on the Cincinnati Bengals. During that game, Tua Tungavailoa was sacked, thrown to the ground, an extremely scary moment for me. Uh, I held my breath. <laughs> um, at, and, and from that point on, the game wasn't the same. I didn't really care anymore. You know, and right. I kept thinking about my thoughts were, were kind of with Tua. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, I hope he's okay. Just through the middle of the game. You know what I'm saying? It was really weird, really weird feelings. Um and, you know, uh, we had, we got good news, though. He went to the hospital. Um, luckily, it was only a concussion. And, and believe me, I know concussions are extremely serious, but it could have been structural damage, you know, that all the testing came back positive. Um, no fractures, no thing, nothing like that. So they put a brace neck or put a neck brace on him, sent him back, and he was able to fly back with the team. Yeah, that's Thursday. pretty miraculous because it did look yeah, it looked awesome. like a such a brutal uh, play, and you had no idea what you know could he could he walk could he do anything, uh, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, as a as a football fan, uh, you know, obviously you don't want to see anybody get hurt, but when people get hurt like that, you don't forget it. So right, exactly, definitely, definitely a reminder. And it, I don't know how you go play at, at you know under those conditions, which I thought your team played pretty well. I thought they, they had it, you know, held on there, uh, all things considering. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, a lot of them came out and said my head just wasn't in the game. I was thinking about Tua, which is totally understandable. Sure. Uh, and, and that team was exhausted. They just got through a Sunday, extremely hard battle with, with Buffalo, you know, and, and so they come into the game tired on a short week, you know, right. already wore out. And then this was kind of just drained, you know, drained the rest of it, the rest of what they had out of them. You could see that in the defense. Believe me, everybody, Cincinnati's didn't just all of a sudden get a great offensive line. <laughs> it was, right. Miami's defense was wore out, dude, was wore out. Um, Cincinnati's offensive line did play very good, though, but the the – the defense was just was wore out and yeah, the started. NFL did not do Miami any favors with that schedule. You, you're scheduling on a, a Buffalo game on Sunday and then turn around and have a game with Cincinnati on four days later, which right. uh, the, you know, the, the Thursday games are always kind of controversial because, you know, they, they require the players to play two games in four days. That's, right. that's, that's a very demanding on their, on a, on a person's body. Yeah, thir Thursday games are, are kind of ridiculous, but yeah. Um, Speaking of Sunday's game, so I guess the big question is: Did Tua have a concussion on Sunday? 
Yeah, that, that's, I mean, and that's the question. That's not the question because the answer to that is no. Because right now what you have to do is you have to go with the evidence that we have before us, right? And what we know for sure, the evidence that you have to, to pull from is the fact that Tua was cleared to go back into the game against the Buffalo Bills. The team's doctors and the independent neurologist both agreed that it was a back injury, not a neck or head injury, and released him to go back into the game. The NFL rules states if either one of them would have said no and one of them said yes, then you're not allowed back in the game, right? Until there, Because there was not a unanimous decision. So, so for him to go back into that game, both of them at that time had to agree, right? He went back into the game. Um, we all know what happens. Uh, Miami pulls it off, wins the game. Everything is fine. And then the NFLPA announces that they want to put out an investigation because before the doctors looked at him, they said Tua possibly is out because of neck or head injuries, right? And then after they seen him and did their, you know, medical examinations, came back and said, well, well no, it wasn't. We, they, this guy's not showing any signs of concussion. And so they, but because they said it originally and then didn't, the NFLPA announced that they wanted to uh, open an investigation. And before the Thursday game, so between Sunday um, and then that happened and that was great. And then the next thing that happened after that was the independent neurologist was fired, right? The NFLPA fired the doctor that said it was okay for him to go back into the game said that he did many things wrong. That doesn't give us a lot of information because they didn't tell us what he did wrong. You know what I'm saying? So it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of, so we don't have any evidence to go by. I I mean, I can't wait until this investigation is over and it, and the truth, you know, and the investigation comes out. And I hope, I hope that the NFL PA is just as loud as they are, if it comes back or when it comes back, that Miami followed the procedures to the T like they were supposed to. The problem that we have is the procedures. So here, let's change some rules. And that's totally cool. If you're going to make it safer for the players, I say do it. Um, I'm a Miami fan. I've been a Miami fan for a long time. And believe me, I don't. One thing I know that I learned from Miami is not to just believe what they say. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad they're doing the investigation. It'll, you know, it just by looking at all of the evidence, though, it you have to go with the inf- with the information that we have today, right? And that's what pisses me off about the Twitter doctors and the the talking heads, the media is they're all it's terrible journalism. They're all going with their thoughts or their beliefs. You know, I mean, even to the point where. I don't know if I say any names, but like a really famous guy has a three hour show Monday through Friday on Thursday during the day, his three hour show was Thursday night football. Great matchup. We got Tua versus Burrow and these wide receivers against these wide receivers. And it's going to be a great matchup. Awesome game. Friday morning was 
how was Tua even playing in that game? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, come right. on, right. dude. Come on, you're just jumping on the bandwagon. Did you even watch your Thursday show when you were you were highlighting Tua versus Bur- Burrow? You never said once he shouldn't have been playing. And nobody said that up until after he got the concussion on Thursday night. And, that, and then all of a sudden, all these people are jumping on the bandwagon and trying to. But you know what? I mean, Miami fans are used to that over the last couple of years. That's how the media treats Tua. Um, I honestly believe that the media has ruined Tua's career. They've done it. They've done it from the get-go. They've done it from the Fitzpatrick stuff, right? Oh, Tua's being benched. Tua's back in. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's sure. not good enough to start. And then blowing it up and and making it look a whole lot bigger than what it is, and trying to get a story out of somewhere where there's really no story. Deshaun Watson stuff. Same stuff. And and anything, and it's just impact Tua in a negative way, a negative way. And it's to me, that's just sickening. Let's stick to the evidence that we have right now. And luckily, I, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, and I am happy as hell that the NFLPA is doing an investigation. I think it's awesome. Because if what's going to happen out of this is less people are going to get this, or, or if people that get concussions are going to be helped in a better way. If that's the ending result, then that's awesome, dude. And if this investigation shows that my, the Miami Dolphins in any way knew that he had a head head injury, but made him go back out on the field or let him go back out on the field or did not protect him like they were supposed to, then fire all the son of a bitches. You know what I'm saying? Fire them all. Fire them from anybody who knew. The medical staff, whoever you want, that's totally cool. The evidence just doesn't point that way right now. It fall, uh, the evidence that we have today shows that they just followed the law, the, the rules and the regulations, and they put him through, you know, the protocols and the stuff they were supposed to put him through, and it came back, and, and this is what they found, and they let him back in the game. And not only to mention, when Tua went back into that Buffalo game, he showed no signs of concussion for the whole rest of that game. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and and he didn't, he didn't show any signs at all for the whole rest of that game. You know, I mean, what happened on Thursday can happen any game, any play, any player, any minute. And these guys know that, you know what I'm saying? They, They know it. It's what they sign up for. It's what, you know, the, the love of football, it's one of the reasons why football plays so much because these guys don't have long careers, you know? Yeah. So, but that, that's what we got to go with. That's the, the way that I look at it. Um, uh, you have to call names that, Josh. Was that Colin Coward? <laughs> no, it wasn't Colin Coward. It was the other guy, <laughs> the okay. other network. There, yeah. Those four, four letter networks. I like that. That description. Yeah. Don't watch those things. They're terrible. They're, yeah. No, they're, 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 they're terrible. And they um, they do stuff like that all the time. But it's not only them. You know, I mean, one, 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 and I'm, I'm not going to say her name either, but she tweets out when, on Thursday, when he gets out of the hospital, how is Tua getting out of the hospital this early? Well, yeah. there's medical professionals that work at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center that put him through testing, ran tests, and released him. I heard, that, uh, I heard that I heard that Mike mean, McDaniel's gave the order. Right, exactly. <laughs> it that, I mean, yeah, go. Yeah, it's and it, it's the whole conspiracy thing. That's what it right. is. You know what I'm saying? Right. Believe me, I honestly I choose to not believe 
that this is a huge conspiracy put on by the Miami Dolphins and their medical staff, and they paid this independent neurologist off, and then they flew down to Cincinnati and paid these guys at the hospital off to make it look like it's not, not nothing serious, and did it. And you know, I mean, it's like, come on, man, that's way too much. It they they followed the rules. They did what they. If you have a problem with the rules, NFLPA then change them. Yeah, you guys come in and make it safer for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And and, right. and they want to change the rule that, you know, if if he shows, if a player after a hit shows any kind of mobility issues after a hit, regardless of the, of the protocols they have to go through, they're not allowed back in the game because of those motor skills, right? And that's what they, they said he would stumble. And then it would determine, okay, did he stumble because of his back? Did he stumble because of his head? You know what I'm saying? Either way, it don't matter. He's not allowed back in because he stumbled. You see what I'm And if they want, they want to change that rule, that's cool because that's going to do nothing but make people safer. You know what I'm saying? And that's right. totally cool. But in week three, when Miami Dolphins were playing Buffalo at Hard Rock Stadium, that was not the rule. That was it. The doctors weren't looking at that because they weren't told to have to look at that. That was not a rule. The rule was to run your your testing to see if the guy has any neck or head injuries. The Miami Dolphins medical staff did that, concluded no. The independent neurologist did that, concluded no. They came together. Both said this guy ain't showing no signs of any kind of concussion or neck injury. Actually, it's back and ankle injury. And they not only did that, but they pinpointed the play where he hurt his back was when he did the quarterback sneak, like just, you know, a little bit before. And and so, and I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. This isn't a big conspiracy. This is the stupid ass media just trying to jump on a bandwagon and trying to make it seem a certain way. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, certainly uh, Twitter on on after after the uh, Thursday night's game, uh, I do feel like Tua was getting tons of love out there. I didn't say anything but love for Tua. Uh, right. But certainly a lot of uh, um, high high horse criticism of the Dolphins organization. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh I've yeah. I've read some stuff, and yeah. these are and the thing is the thing that pisses me off. These are credible um, uh, journalists. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Doing this, this is this is the, the professionals in the media. These are people that that you're not supposed to go up there and give an opinion. You're supposed to go up there and share facts. You know what I'm saying? And that's not what you're doing. Oh yeah, Mike, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel's already been. He forced Tua back out and should be going to prison. And I mean, he ruined the guy's career. And I mean, I've heard all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, so right, right. Uh, yeah, there was a like everybody from all walks of life were commenting on it. Uh, I think you had politicians talking about it. Celebrities. I think Kanye West was calling out the dolphins. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was was pretty, it was pretty pretty ridiculous. Definitely. I mean, nobody, most of those people, there was a couple, a couple of people that, um, stuck to the facts and said, okay, guys, this is what we know right now. This, these are the facts that we have. Let the NFLPA do their investigation. We'll have more facts at the end of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and that's cool. And yeah, I, I hope you're right on all of that. But I, uh, Miami does have a reputation of kind of being a little shady. Uh, all the investigations they've had in the last two years or so. Um, right. Right. So I mean, you guys lost it. Uh, it's it's like, so. not only the Miami Dolphins, but yes, not, I, I know that yeah. you're exactly right. Yeah, it doesn't uh, help. Yeah. Your, it doesn't and that's help what I say. Fans. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, but I. 
I know them well enough not to just go in this blindly and believe everything they say. You know what I'm saying? I, right. I, I'm glad they're doing an investigation. I just that I, what I'm saying is we don't have any proof leaning towards Miami might have done something wrong. You know what right. I'm saying? And so we kind of have to go with the proof that we have now. And, yeah. that, and that's that's all we can do. So, right. And we, talked, right. we talked about this last week. And, uh, and I, I think I kind of mentioned like uh, I, I'm positive at one point uh, a couple of years ago that Dak Prescott got concussed uh, right. during the early part of the game. And they cleared him. He came back in. He finished playing out. Uh, he never got sort of any repercussions from that original uh, possible concussion or whatnot. So it didn't really didn't, you know, linger the Tua situation being being so close to uh, those injuries, so close to back to back um, kind of fuels the fire, I guess. Uh, right. Nobody's talking about it, but that that hit was. Uh, it was pretty excessive. I'm surprised they didn't throw a flag or or a penalty or which hit the this the the concussion hit on Tua on um, the Thursday game. He did. He got, a, he got a rough in the passer on that play. Yeah, there was. Oh, a I didn't. Passer. Okay, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't pick that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was like he wound up he wound up on that tackle, right? You know yeah, I mean? definitely, definitely, and drove yeah. him to the ground. Yeah, like, he, he, like you're not supposed to. So right, right, uh, and yeah, uh, he got a rough in the passer play. Okay, uh, well that's good because it it certainly seemed uh, over the top, and right. uh, the way the NFL are protecting quarterbacks on late hits and uh, hits out of bounds and things like that, I was I was surprised they didn't he didn't get a penalty or a fine for that one. Cause, yeah. uh, cause he wound up um, as far as I know, he did not get fined, but he did get a penalty, a roughing he the get a penalty. Okay. Well, that's good. I didn't catch that during all the K all the chaos on that game, but, um, oh, cool. Yeah. Right. Well, we, spent, hit, so. we spent 20 minutes talking about that. Uh, that's all I really want to give to it because I mean, to, for me, I don't have anything else to say until the NFL PA they're supposed to wrap up their investigation by the end of this week. Um, they did announce that that it will be released to the public. So that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and so well, like I said, I hope you're right because uh yeah, that's gonna be a it's gonna be a bad mark. And I think uh I think too is you know, I, I think you said something like he might he might uh have a short career because of injuries or whatnot, but yeah, I, hope, I mean that's I just not. my personal belief. Right. I hope not. I hope he comes back and he can play strong. I have a, I have a lot of faith in or yeah, a lot of faith in uh, Tua. I like the guy. Cool. I do too. All right. So what we're going to do, man, is we're going to go ahead and switch. We're going to jump into these games. We will start with that Thursday, 8.15 p.m. game between the Dolphins and the Bengals. So let's start takeaways from the East. All right, Thursday, 8.15 p.m., the Dolphins come into Cincinnati and fall. Dolphins 15, Bengals 27. The game was actually a whole lot closer than that show, than that score shows, or that score would have you believe. Um, They were actually, Dolphins were actually leading in the fourth quarter and had a chance to win the game. Um, But then Teddy Teddy Bridgewater turnover um stopped that so Bengals looked really good at the start of the game scoring a touchdown on their first drive and then Tua looked really good um at the start of the game 
and then on on a late throw to Tyreek Hill, a throw he should have never made. If he was going to make it, he should have made it about two seconds earlier than he did. Um, ball was easily red, picked off, and that was to his you know first turnover. Um, and the uh, then after that is what we were talking about earlier. A little while later, Tua got sacked, thrown to the ground. And like I said, you could tell right away that he wasn't okay. His hands seized and um, locked up on him. Uh, eventually, he was carted off the field, taken directly to the hospital for neck and head injuries. Turned out to be concussions. Um, so in came Br- Teddy Bridgewater. He finished um, that half of play. And did a decent job. We, they went into halftime with the Dolphins 12, the Bengals 14. In the second half, uh, Teddy would throw the team's second interception. And that's what I was just referring to. You know, it's it's hard to beat a good team. It, my thing was this. My thing was, okay, who's going to show up? The Cincinnati Bengals from week one and two, where they played pretty crappy (laughs) or the Cincinnati Bengals from week three, where they're starting to get their stride. They're starting to look like last year's Cincinnati Bengals. And you could tell by the first play of the game or the first drive of the game that Cincinnati showed up is the Cincinnati of last year. You know what I'm saying? So this is going to be a good team that we're playing against. And I was like, you know, I remember thinking, damn, that kind of sucks. I was hoping it, it, you know what I'm saying? They would play a little bit crappy because we're tired. You know, our guys are wore out from that Sunday game, but you can't beat. It's hard to beat a team that plays as good as Cincinnati when they're, when they're um, firing on all cylinders, when your team throws, when your offense throws two interceptions and turns the ball over and downs. But here's the kicker. Your special teams, once again, for multiple weeks now, and we're only in week four, allows a punt return for a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? Got to fix that. And blocks a field goal. So special teams has to step up. Quarterback has to clean it up. And um, Dolphins offense, uh, they just, they left a lot of points on the field is what happened in this game. And that's, you know, special teams, like I said, is not playing well. The defense, they had a good game, although they looked really tired. Xavier Howard had a terrible game. You know what I'm saying? He is actually injured, and he was playing through injury on Thursday. It's come out now, and he's on the injury report, and we don't know if he's going to be able to go for the Jets. I'm hoping to have more information about that on from by Thursday. But Tua, he, the, the time he was in there, he went 8 for 14, 110 yards, one interception and of course one sack the one sack that put him out of the game teddy he ended the game with 14 out of 23 193 yards one touchdown and of course that one interception tyreek hill had another big game 10 out of 14 for 160 yards and another person jalen waddle was limping around out there you know what i'm saying he was just yeah he's also hurt they were um him and and X are both hurt from the Sunday's game. They came into the game with injury, but felt like they were able to at least play. Um, but you can see Jalen Waddle just limping around out there. So um, I, felt, I felt like Tua had a touchdown there that got dropped by Edmonds. Yeah. 
Yeah, he did hit him right in the chest. Yeah, right that was a beautiful was, throw. Uh, and, uh, it didn't play out for him. Uh, that, and that's that's what I'm saying. I, I'm counting that as seven points that they left on the left on the um, then the the blocked field goal. There's another three points, so that's ten. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. and that's I mean, like I said at the beginning, the this game was a whole lot closer than that score may when it makes you think it is. You know what? Yeah, I'm those saying? teams are evenly matched there. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the, the, the Dolphins too. had a chance to win this even with Teddy Bridgewater. But yeah. then Teddy Bridgewater coming in, he, right. he threw that interception and kind of gave it the ball, you know, gave, yeah. gave the game away. Yeah, Cincinnati was a pretty desperate team. Team they were one and two. If they would have gone to one and one and three, their season could could be almost over. Uh, possibly they, they could still win that division though. Uh, right. Um, yeah, especially so, if Baltimore so, keeps losing at home. Right. Right. So you know they had a they were playing a desperate team. Uh, you know. Uh, the interception that Tua threw, because uh, I I got to watch it on the like the all twenty two camera angle camera view, and uh, you could see Tyreek Hill was he was open there. Uh, Tua Tua really, uh, it's just a timing thing. He just missed time. He, th- he threw it about two seconds too yeah. late. So. Yeah, which is about ten steps for Tyreek Hill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. You know, if he would have, uh, uh, yeah, he's got to realize how fast Tyreek Hill is. <laughs> right. But Some people. I like um, that. I like the play design and I like the, the gutsy throw by two. He just needs to, to get his timing down a little bit better. And that's going to be hard to stop. Right. Exactly. And some people are saying that the Teddy Bridgewater touch or interception wasn't even an up an interception. It was, uh, he actually, the guy dropped the ball um, and it just the replay missed it. I don't know. I didn't see it. So I like I when I look at the film I don't see the ball I don't see enough evidence to turn it over so yeah. um, but you know speaking of the Ravens losing at home um, that happened again on our first Sunday one o'clock game we're going to cover Rich you go ahead and take this one Bills Ravens uh, Bills twenty three Ravens twenty right well you know earlier we made our predictions on uh, uh, how we thought these teams were going to go and I came into Sunday with. Uh, a pretty good shot of being uh, right on the team records on all three of the teams that I predicted for, uh, including the Bills. I had them at two and two uh, if they would have, you know, uh, lost this game. But uh, this was a, a game that the Ravens jumped out. They just they got up 20 to three on on Buffalo. Right. Uh, it looked like that game was going to be over then at that point. But um uh, Bills came back strong. Of course, they're always going to come back. They've got a you know high high powered offense. Uh, they can come back from twenty points in a whole half. If they have to. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, Ravens really let me down on this one. Uh, there was a controversial decision there at the five minute mark mm-hmm. uh, with regards to the Ravens. They had the ball. I believe they were inside the ten yard line, and uh, this was when the score was twenty to twenty at this point, I believe. And um, uh, Coach Harbaugh decided to go for it on fourth down as opposed to kicking the field goal. Um, They ended up not making the fourth down conversion, and that gave uh, Buffalo an opportunity to march down the field and score a game-winning field goal. Right. Uh, With with the assist of a nice little uh, touch touch call – Roughing the passer, yeah, that was a, that was a non-call, definitely. Yeah, I, uh, but Josh Allen's going to get the he's get he gets the Tom Brady treatment right these right. days. Um, yeah, a terrible call by Harbaugh. I'm not sure what he was thinking. The 
Baltimore hadn't scored in the second half. Yeah, I mean, there's that. The game is almost over. There's only, I think, what four minutes left on the clock at that time. Something like yeah, and, it was under five. And it would, it was like a little chip shot. The ball was at the five yard line or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it would have just been a little chip shot. And you, you take those points. It's, it's a tie ball game. You, you take those points. To me, that's a coach that does not trust his defense. Is, is, is what? It, because they, if you trusted your defense, you would take the lead. And then ask your defense to not let them get in field goal range. If they get in field goal range, you go to overtime. Do not let them score a touchdown and win the game. You know what I'm right. saying? You, right. you didn't trust your defense enough that thinking that they could stop them from scoring a touchdown and winning the game. I mean, obviously. So. Yeah, and Harbaugh is a big analytic guy. So right. I, the analytics might have said, hey, you need to go for it here. Um, but at the same time, you haven't scored in the second half. You need to – I think that, that was my whole point. They didn't score, they haven't scored points in a long time at this right. point. You know Buffalo what I'm saying? Had scored so, 17 unanswered points. You can right. you stop that, stop that scoring spree. Right, and, and exactly. Try to put some pressure on, on Buffalo to at least score right. a touchdown to win the game. Uh, exactly. As a you know, the uh uh high risk, low reward, you know, yeah. just kick yeah. the field goal. Of course, they got Justin Tucker there, he's gonna make that field goal and right 99 out of 99. Um right. But yeah, now you're all your pressures on your defense um, to prevent a field goal, right? To, for the entire game, for the game, for the game-winning field goal. Um, not a big fan of that decision. I think Harbaugh should be criticized for doing that. Um, Lamar Jackson did not have a great game either, but uh, a good start. But yeah, really struggled against Buffalo. Uh, here's an interesting fact about um, uh, Buffalo Bills through four games. They've given up given up a total of seven second half points. Okay. In four games. That's that's a that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't care who you are, you know, you're giving up a touchdown over the most important part of the game for four games right. in a row. So right. yeah, congratulations, Buffalo. They screwed my uh my uh, prediction up. I, I would have looked like a genius. <laughs> Instead, you know, I'm right. just uh I, I'm one for three. <laughs> right. So, yep. Yeah. So I, 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 I know my opinion doesn't matter too much at all, but I think I am with you. Hardball should be, he should take the coach lost them this game. And it, that's a whole, he's not out on the field playing. You need to put the loss in the hands of somebody on the field playing. So put the loss on your defense kick the field goal, take the points, take the lead, and say, defense, look, either you guys step up or we lose the game. There you go. That's that's what, you know, and then if they get into field goal range, kick the field goal, then you're putting the ball back into Lamar Jackson. Okay, Lamar, we're, we're in overtime. You win the game for us. I mean, it only makes sense to to do that. The, the coach lost them the game. Yeah, that's uh, it, does, it didn't help that um, – the ball was, you know, somewhere around the 10-yard line. Like you said, uh, Lamar Jackson throws an interception, which is then comes all the way out, and they start at the 20-yard line. So they yeah, it could not have gone worse for him on that play. Right, exactly. Right, just which which compounds the bad decision by uh, Harbaugh. Right. right, exactly. Yeah, it makes it look worse. And, and what I wonder is if, you know, if he did score, Lamar Jackson scored the touchdown at that time or – um would everybody be calling Harbaugh a genius and 
just so gutsy and uh, you know giving him praise and all this. So who knows? Who right? Knows? Is he chasing glory? I don't know. I don't right? Know. Exactly. I, I, I feel like I get I get the the new analytics and the new approach to going forward on fourth down because the odds say that's the, that's the smart thing to do. Sort of uh, bringing sort of uh, baseball analytics into football. I get cause right. some of that, but uh, in football is such a momentum. Uh, momentum means so much to the players, you know, because you're out there feeling it. And you you've got your emotions on it. Um, I feel like if uh, if you're playing defense and you're kind of defeated a little bit emotionally, you know, cause you, you know, now, now right. all the pressure's on, on you. So right. I, I just, I think you have to factor that the human element into how you, how you make decisions like that. Right. right exactly. So, all right. That was a good game though. Good game. Let's go ahead and switch next game. We have the bears come to MetLife MetLife stadium and lose to the giants 20 to 12. You know, the, the Giants, they looked pretty much in control this whole game. This whole game, the Giants looked like they were in control. They, and, and they did it old school. They played really good defense and ran the ball a lot. <laughs> I'm talking a lot. I'm talking Saquon Barkley, 31 carries, 146 yards. Daniel Jones, he only, he only went 8 for 13 for 71 yards throwing the ball. But then he ran six times for another 68 yards and scored two rushing touchdowns. <laughs> so they ran even the quarterback, the quarterback and the running back ran the ball a lot. A lot. Yeah, that's yeah, playing to their strengths. Uh yeah, yeah the Giants, uh, even when against Dallas, they uh they've surprised me how good they've looked. They're three and one. Uh, yeah. and deservingly so, I think. Right. Now here, here's uh, something scary came out of this game. Daniel Jones got hurt, um, hurt his ankle, and left the game. It was like late in the third quarter. So in comes Tyrod Taylor, and guess what he does? He runs the ball. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor comes in and goes one for three for eleven yards with one interception, but then oh, wow. he ran three times for thirty yards, so ten ten yards a pot. So. Um, and then it just it keeps getting worse for the Giants in this game because then with eight minutes left in the game, um, Tyra Taylor leaves the game leaves the game with head and neck injuries. So in comes Daniel a wobbling Daniel Jones, and they um, the the Giants um, set up and run Wildcat with Saquon Barkley taking direct snaps. Run run the wildcat. I saw that. Yeah, they had Daniel Jones at yeah. wide receiver. Is that right? Yeah. Well, they had to. He was hurt. He he couldn't <laughs> run. He couldn't. And they did. Uh, they were at this time. All they were trying to do was protect Daniel Jones' ankle, right? So they can't set him up. They don't want the ball in his hands because they don't want him tackled and hurt his ankle even worse. And to get this damn game over with because the game's done. You know what I'm saying? They they've controlled the game pretty much the whole way. And and they didn't want to get their quarterback hurt. So they just kept the ball in Saquon's hand. You know what I'm saying? And, and pulled him out, took the red stacks and ran the ball. You know what I'm saying? That's what they were trying to do. So, I mean, the good, the good thing is it's looking good. Daniel Jones, see, because they, they have to go to London. They, they go to London this week coming up. And so um, for a minute there, everybody was like, Oh shit, who's going to play? Cause both quarterbacks are hurt. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, um, 
but hopefully uh, it looks like we should have more information about it by Thursday, but it looks like Daniel Jones is going to be able to come back and probably play with a hurt ankle. That's probably what he's going to do. So, yeah, but that was crazy, man. That was crazy. Uh, it was no, <laughs> this was a week all over the league for, um, for backup quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying? Right, they right. popped up everywhere in multiple games. So yeah, your your uh, early season prediction on uh, Barkley is uh, looking pretty good now. Hey, uh, hey, hey, ain't I ain't I close to my thousand yards yet? You know, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think he's gonna do it if he stays healthy. <laughs> uh, he looks he certainly looks like the best running back in the NFL. Yeah, he's leading. He's leading right now in yardage. So. Yeah, and, and um, he's 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 the uh, uh, looks like the most explosive. Yeah, of all the yeah, running backs. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Next up, Washington Cowboys. Cowboys win it 25 to 10. What's up with that, Rich? Yeah. So uh, obviously we lost Dak Prescott in, in week one and uh, it looked like the sky was falling in. But now here we are after four games. We are three and one, two and oh in our division. Um, uh, Mike McCarthy, coach of the year candidate. Oh, come on. <laughs> Brian Dable, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I don't know if we, Mike McCarthy beat him. I mean, um, uh, so what you're saying is he's trying to get off the hot seat, is what you're saying. I'm. I will. I give Mike McCarthy props. I think he's. Uh, if I was uh, Dan Quinn, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, no, I'm playing good because I want the head coaching job. It's me. Well, he's going to be head games, coach next not year. That dumbass. So. Yeah, Dan Quinn is out of his mind uh, yeah. because. Uh, I, I give props to Cooper Rush. He, he's he's really played three games with no turnovers, uh, and I think only a handful of sacks as well. Uh, he's, he gets the ball out uh, super fast, and he's making good decisions out there. So, uh, uh, see, he gets props, but the real the real props go to the defense. Dallas's defense is it's nasty. It is a nasty defense out there, yeah. um, particularly Trayvon Diggs getting his second interception in two games um he had locked down terry i mean he he was he was a lockdown uh cornerback all game long um but the defense just put so much pressure on on um an offense they're single they're almost single-handedly winning these games um we're the defense is only allowed one touchdown per game so that's a lot of pressure on an offense. You're going to get one touchdown and a couple of field goals, and good luck trying to win. Um, and Cooper Rush is doing doing enough. Michael Gallup came back for this game as well, um, my, and had a touchdown and played well, and played uh, about sixty uh, percent of the snaps also. So he wasn't didn't seem to be on a pitch count. Um, C.D. Lamb had a great game. Uh, Micah Micah Parsons he doesn't uh he didn't get any sacks this game and it. Stats might not look that great, but when you watch that, when you watch him play, he affects every single play. Exactly. I mean, it's right. just like the offices are running for their life away from him, you know. So, um, yeah, Dallas. I predicted them to be three and one. They're the only team that didn't let me down. Um, but we're in good shape. Dak Prescott won't play this week, but he might play against Philly in two weeks. So, right. okay. so we get we get our uh, our team kind of regrouped they're they're coming you know shaping into form on offense we get Dak Prescott back uh this this team could roll okay so yeah good cool good job for the Cowboys and by the way Washington 
Uh, they're not as bad as I thought they were. That defensive line is well, pretty good. Yeah. Yes, the defensive line is good. That's kind of all they have. It is kind of all they have. And they're all all their first round picks. Secondary, their secondary defensive, uh, their defensive backs are not good. Right. Um, right. Their offensive line is terrible. Um, Their quarterback is terrible. So I mean, but their their defensive front, that front seven, they're pretty tough. That's where all the first round picks are. They're all on the on the defensive line. Once they get Jamar Chase uh, back, that could be a pretty pretty scary. team if they get a new quarterback right yeah right exactly yeah cool 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 all right sounds good let's go to jets stillers the jets come back and win beating the stillers 24 to 20 um beating the stillers at home at the stillers were at home you know the jets defense just continues to to amaze man they continues to leave to look good and, and they're kind of you know four games into it now they're kind of getting in this routine where they're applying pressure and allowing their secondary to make plays you know what i'm saying because it, it's the ball's being thrown in a panic because of so much pressure is being applied so it's you know it's the timing's off or it's just up there, you know what I'm saying? Or it's a bad throw, and they're de- and the defensive, the secondary is able just to to make plays. They got four interceptions, three sacks, and six quarterback hits. So, yeah, um, yeah I think the Jets good. are going to be a top ten defense. I think, yeah, yeah they've yeah. they've Attitude. they've looked good all year long. Yep, yep. Every week they just seem to look better and better. Um, Wilson on his. Uh, season debut he went 18 for 36 252 yards one touchdown two interceptions and he caught a pass for a touchdown on a trick play and he's actually um the only player in Jets history to ever do that only is that right yeah I saw the touchdown that was that was uh, nice for him Zach Wilson right he had a he um he had an okay game Zach Wilson did but that boy balled out in the fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? Because see what happened on the other side is the Steelers finally did what I predicted the last couple of weeks and allowed Kenny Pickett to take over, right? So Kenny Pickett comes in, and isn't it so Jets fashion that um, a rookie quarterback comes in and on their debut, they beat a team like the Jets? You know what I'm saying? It's either it's normally the Jets. If it's NFC, it's Detroit. You know what I'm saying? That they're the right. they're the beat up. You know, they're the punching bag for the rookie quarterback. Zach Wilson said, "Hell no, boy. You ain't you. You know what I'm saying? You, you do your little thing, but I'm winning this game." And fourth quarter, he just balled out, man. Uh, I thought Kenny Pickett looked good. Kenny Pickett, you know, um, he went ten for 13, 120 yards, no touchdowns. He threw. Three interceptions, but you can't really. I mean, that one of them was a hell mary at the end. You can't really count that. I think the uh, first yeah. pass was an interception as well, but right, exactly right. as his first one. But but he played. I mean, he had 120 yards, ten for thirteen. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Every he was ten for thirteen and threw three interceptions. Every ball he threw hit somebody's hands. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right, so right. it's like none of <laughs> the them ball hit never the hit the ground. Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> so right. Um, uh, I think he played well enough. To put the Steelers, they they announced that he's the starter now. 
that, yeah. that he's taking over their starting position. So. Which I'm a hundred percent, a hundred percent behind because uh, uh, he, you might as well move on to him at this point. Right. Yeah, Trubisky's so limited. You know, he, he's, he's not your future. So go ahead and give this guy some uh, uh, playing time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what I got out. Just, just the fact that, you know, I, I think Zach Wilson with this defense, if he just stops turning the ball over, you know what I'm saying? Allows the defense to play. They need to get a running game going. You know what I'm saying? The, uh, right. the Jets do. The Jets. Yeah, do. they have to, they have to fill some spots on their offense, but their defense is gonna honestly, their defense is gonna allow Zach Wilson just to throw because right. they're gonna be so so hard to score on. Uh, you might as well go ahead and try to go big all the time. I think. Right. Uh, they got a few players on their offense that could be a formidable team. Yeah. Jets, yeah. You know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Very true. Another- of top ten picks every year you should have some talent on that team right exactly exactly as long as your gm's doing his job so another upper and up and coming nfl east team jets at least on the defensive side and zach william with jack wilson showed a little promise looked a whole lot better than joe flacco out there so all right next game we got the jaguars taking on the fly eagles fly and uh yeah yeah, the, uh, another team that let me down, Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia was at home and takes the win to remain undefeated 29-21 over the Jaguars. What you got, Rich? Yeah, the uh, the Jaguars got up 14 to nothing on uh, on the Eagles. Uh, came out uh, on fire, got a pick six off of Jalen Hurts. Not really Hurts' fault, but uh, there's a tip, a, a batted ball there. But, uh, uh, yeah, and then uh, – Trevor Lawrence had four fumbles and an interception. Uh, you know, all, all that all that allows um, Eagles to come back and win fairly comfortably. I think twenty nine and twenty one, the only four and O team in the NFL at the moment. Right. So uh, I predicted the Eagles to be two and two at this point. I was wrong. Um, I'm still not sold on them being a great team, but um, uh, they're doing what they're supposed to do, beating inferior teams. So. Man, come on, man! <laughs> I'm just saying. Come on, let's let them see. Let's see them beat a playoff team from last year. But yeah, see that uh, this this podcast is so good. We uh, see what the Eagles have. How good do the Eagles have to be to gain respect from a Dallas Cowboys fan? So, beat a playoff team from last year. They haven't done it. They haven't played one yet yeah, either. So yeah, they, yeah, their schedule has been has been yeah. a little easy. Um, right, it, it, it gets a little harder going into this second quarter. So yeah. Yeah, uh, but I give props to the Eagles. They uh, uh, again, so they score all their points in one quarter. I think they had a uh, 20, 20 second quarter points uh, of the twenty nine. So, um, uh, but their defense was all over Jacksonville um, after the fourteen nothing hole they put themselves in. Right. So, uh, yeah, five. But five turnovers. You get five turnovers from your opponent. You should win by. More than nine, <laughs> right? But, exactly. So, but I'm being nitpicky. Uh, Philly, all the props. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Right. Cool. All right, here we go. Um, that was the, the last of the Sunday one o'clock games. We fast forward to Sunday, four twenty-five p.m. Patriots go to Lambeau Field to lose 24-27 in an overtime thriller. 
with a third string quarterback. Here we go. With Mac Jones with Mac Jones out, Brian Hoyer gets the start, but he leaves the game with a head injury. In comes Western Kentucky rookie Bailey Zappi. That's so awesome. Uh Western Kentucky. He was he was a little bit nervous at four. At first, I was texting with Brandon during the game, NFL boy Brandon. And um, I was like, he just he, he's just jittery right now. You know what I'm saying? Just give him, you know, give him he just looks a little nervous. But the second half, this dude came out to play. He really did. He came out, looked really good. 10 for 15, 99 yards, one touchdown. Of one fumble and was sacked three times. So you know that that's that's not bad for you know. Uh, no, uh, for a, a third string debut. Right. Exactly. No. Uh, but that. the Pats ran the ball a lot. <laughs> ran the ball a lot. Harris had 18 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown. Stevenson had 14 carries for 66 yards. So um, they ran the ball a lot and didn't ask a lot of their of their third stringer but you know i mean after a performance like that i think that um you know maybe you should seriously uh he should be second string you know i mean it, in my opinion i i know that brian hoyer left with an injury but i think he looked better than brian hoyer you know what i'm saying he's yeah, asking, i don't have any faith you don't in brian. Know that, i don't have faith right. in brian hoyer uh, and, and you know who brian hoyer is you don't know who this kid is you know what I'm saying? Uh, all we know is that he went to two two different colleges, both small schools, and dominate. That's what we know. You know what I'm saying? And then and then out of Western Kentucky gets drafted into the NFL. You know what I'm right. saying? I mean, oh, yeah. it has to have some talent. So so. Well, uh, that would have been I, such a nice win for New England. Uh, yeah, that, that would have put him. Aaron Rodgers, and and to me, a weird looking Green Bay team. And I'll talk more about that in a second. But 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 the Pats took Aaron Rodgers and Green and a weird looking gray Green Bay team into overtime, and not only into overtime, but had a chance to win the game. Yeah, and this <laughs> they, is at Green Bay, right? This is right. This is yeah. at Lambeau Field. So he um they go into overtime. The Green Bay gets the ball. They go down, and New England new once again. I don't know if I mentioned this. New England's defense played good. Um, both defensives played really good. Green Bay has a hell of a defense, dude. They're top. Three oh yeah, they yeah. The wait, they're they're right, top three in the league. Uh, and New England's New England's is up there, but they stop them. Um, and they get a chance. You know, they get a chance with the with the kid. They get their chance. Um, but then you know, going up against a really good defense, they get stopped. So, and they're forced to punt. But, uh, yeah, both defenses looked really good. The two teams, actually, to me, the two teams looked very similar. They both had really good defenses, really good running games, and very mediocre offense. You know, and it's really weird for me to say that about Aaron Rodgers. But what I mean by a weird Green Bay-looking team, this is the first Green Bay game that I actually watched because I watched this whole game. And – um, it's the first Green Bay game this year I've ever watched. And we're used to that Devontae Adams. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to that bomb, bomb, pill it in there. You know, I mean, the uh, just big play after big play. Aaron Rodgers, really good passes. He doesn't have anybody to throw to, man. He does not. 
Yeah. He, he uh, doesn't have anybody. But you know what? The Green Bay that I'm talking about and I remember does really good in the regular season, but Peter's out and loses in the playoffs. Maybe this really good defense, strong running game, but you got Aaron Rodgers' arm if you need it. You know what I'm saying? All they need is a couple ones, one or twos wide receivers to step up. Right. That's all they need. So, right, which they have. L- young Lazard w- looks good. Yeah, they have young wide receivers. They're going to eventually develop, I think, and be good wide receivers for sure. Um, but yeah, they're a little. Their offense is definitely struggling right now because of the uh, inexperience. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, but hate to see it happen to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, well, I like it. (coughs) Excuse me. I like it because they're not relying on Aaron Rodgers. I thought when Adams left, I was like, ooh, Aaron Rodgers is going to hate life now. He's not going to be in the league another year or two because they're going to depend on him 100%. Well, it's the defense winning these games. You know what I'm saying? It's the defense winning the games. It's the running backs that are getting the first downs. You know what I'm saying? Aaron Rodgers, they're not relying on him. They're just... He's frustrated that nobody can catch a damn ball, you know. But um, <laughs> but they they're not relying on him to win. So so yeah um, yeah they've uh, they lost the first game, and then went three in a row. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah, they get helped by that division. They have, they have probably one of the worst divisions in football. But right. but uh, yeah, oh, what a nice win that would have been for New England. Really rooted for him. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I actually have in my notes, it's kind of funny that uh, NFL boy Brandon is in the comments and said that he believes, here, I'll pull it up. He believes that if Mac Jones would have started, they would have won this game. So, um, that's that's possible. A healthy Mac Jones, yeah, they might have. It's kind of funny because in my notes, I my last note said it'll be good to see on Thursday what NFL boy Brandon thought about this game. So, that's what he thinks about the game. There you go. Right. Yeah, definitely got to definitely got to uh, give hope to New England that, that yeah. they've got a pretty solid team, even if Mac Jones has to miss a few games. Right. Exactly. So, well, I would hate to have to depend on Brian Hoyer. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to get that guy from Western Kentucky. Why not? Come right. On. Exactly. I would, too. Yeah. I would just go ahead and start him. Man. Yeah. Why not? Start him, so. uh, just be reckless out there. Go do it. Cool. Really cool. All right, so we're right at an hour. An hour. What we're going to do is we're just going to, um, hopefully, when we come back Thursday, we'll have more information about a lot of these injuries. You know, Daniel Jones is he going to be able to go um, Sunday morning in London? Um, the Giants injuries, of course. Um, Howard Waddle, uh, Byron Jones might be. He he should be coming off pup. He was out four weeks. And so we should have more information about him. And um, that'll be good time with, with uh, Xavier being banged Yeah, up. that's uh, that's the Miami Dolphins luck right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like Byron Jones is back. Oh, but X is out <laughs> with a groin injury. So, right. I mean, it's like whatever. Uh, we can't get can't seem to get the dynamic duo together. But um, we will, you know, have a Mac Jones update. Um, Bailey Zappi. You know, and there's a, a rookie, Jack Jones, cornerback Jack Jones out of New England. We're going to have to talk about on Thursday. I want to wait till NFL boy Brandon's here. That boy is a beast. So right. um, so it, it'll be good. Thursday, we have the October preview. We'll take a look at all of the October games. 
we'll each take a team, run through the schedule, predicts wins, losses. And um, I think I think we did a pretty good job for September. My Dolphins ended up a little bit better. Uh, actually, all of mine, like my the Dolphins ended up with a better record than I predicted. The Giants ended up with a better record than I predicted. So all the teams that I have, I think the Jets did too. I'd have to, I got to look back and see. So. All right, yeah, I bet they did because they they they're a, they they own cool yeah they, they performed um, a little bit you know quite a bit better. It, it'll be really good. I, I'm looking forward to um, I'm looking forward to the next the October preview because, like I said at the beginning of September the Dolphins' schedule was brutal, man. We had New England, Baltimore, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, the, these next four games, man, I'm, yeah, it's more like the Jets, Minnesota, Detroit, Steelers. You know what I'm saying? I right. mean, it's, a, it's not in that order. But it's a whole lot easier games or, or not as talented quarterbacks that, that the defense has to face. And – but – it looks like we're at least going into it without Tua. So we have, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. So, but more about that on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's good. Good stuff, man. So that's, cool. you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit Dallas plays Detroit in the next four games as well. Uh, I'm a little nervous about them. That's a good looking team. You know what? I at figured least, out at least Detroit. offensively, no. uh, offensively they are. No, I said for three weeks straight, I got to keep an eye on Detroit. What's going on with Detroit? How's Detroit scoring all the I figured out Detroit, man. Detroit has a hot offense. Offense is awesome. But the reasons why their games are scored so high is because their defense is trash. Their defense, their is, defense is terrible. I they wouldn't worry about playing Detroit put up a bunch of points. Yeah. I mean, well, you're going to have to put up some points, though, because you're going to have to be able to keep up with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, because their offense is good. I mean, they're they're putting up forty burgers and their top running backs out, their top wide receivers out, and they're crazy. still putting up forty burgers. Yeah, so yeah, I mean it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so but it's good, good, good stuff. It'll be fun Thursday about six forty five. We will we'll be on here for October. Um, we'll do some news from the east and our October preview. Sound good, Rich? Let's do it. That sounds good. All right, cool. Everybody, um, get, join if you're on Facebook. Join our um, NFL East Facebook group and go over and answer the question of the week every week. Um, NFL boy Brandon will post a different question regarding of the week's games. Um, it'll be have something to do with that. Answer it. We we talk about all the different answers on our Thursday podcast. Also, make sure to follow the NFL East podcast on Podbean. You can find NFL East podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you get your podcast. And you can watch every episode of this podcast on our YouTube page, NFL East YouTube page. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. So that's us. That's who we are. That's what we do. Until Thursday, y'all. Peace. I'm going to outline it right.